Welcome to the WP Tonic This Week in WordPress and SaaS podcast, where Jonathan Denwood interviews the leading experts in WordPress, e-learning, and online marketing to help WordPress professionals launch their own SaaS. Welcome back, folks, to the WP Tonic show This Week in WordPress and SaaS. We've got a great special guest, somebody that I've been wanting on the show for a while. It was great news that he was had some spare time to have a chat with us on the WP Tonic show. We've got Jason Coleman, um, the joint founder of Paid Membership Pro and now also a partner in Lifter LMS. So, Jason, thanks for coming on the show. I think we're going to have a great discussion about um, why you decided you and your wife to become part of the Lifter LMS um, membership um membership uh, management team. It also is a membership plugin show. It all gets very confusing. And we'll also be talking about the things you've learned about being an entrepreneur in the WordPress plugin space with Paid Membership Pro. Um, Should be a great show. So, Jason, would you like to give the listeners and viewers a quick intro? Sure. Thanks for having me on the show. Um, I appreciate it. I watch this a lot. Um, it's fun to hang out with you and uh, Kurt. Um, so yeah, I'm Jason Coleman, co-founder of Paid Memberships Pro, membership plugin for WordPress. And I also co-authored uh, a book for O'Reilly, Building Web Apps with WordPress with Brian Messenlaner. Um, and so, you know, we've really, Kim and I have been pushing WordPress to the limits for a while. We, you know, to consulting work in the WordPress space from like 2006 through, you know, like 2015 before we went full-time on Paid Memberships Pro. Um, and so I'm just a huge fan of open source and WordPress and, and pushing it and trying to, you know, make good products that help people get paid. That's really our mission and like why we focus on Paid Memberships Pro is like we enjoy that the users of that plugin and our customers, you know, make a living off it or the associations and nonprofits that use our software, you know, make money that they use to like, you know, serve their mission and change the world. So we really feel like we're, I mean, I'm getting like really high brother in the beginning, but that's, we're trying to help, you know, people get paid with their WordPress sites. Um, That's fantastic. uh, Where's the gray hair? You look too relaxed. And, is it? Um, oh, that's the cap touch-up, probably. No. Oh, right. Okay. <laughs> if you've been involved in WordPress that long, then you, you get some grey hair. I also got my yeah. great go co-host, Kurt. Kurt, would you like to introduce yourself to the new listeners and viewers? Sure thing, Jonathan. My name is Kurt Von Onen. I own a small agency called Manana Nomas, and uh, we really focus on membership and learning sites there. I also work with WP Tonic and Lifter LMS, so it's fun to be on the show today. That's great. Um, before we go into the meat and potatoes of this great interview, I've got a couple of messages from our major sponsors. We will be back in a few moments, folks. Are you looking for ways to make your content more engaging? Sensei LMS by Automatic is the original WordPress solution for creating and selling online courses. Sensei's new interactive blocks can be added to any WordPress page or post. For example, Interactive videos let you pause videos and display quizzes, lead generation forms, surveys, and more. For a 20% off discount for the tribe, just use the code WPTONIC, all one word, when checking out and give Sensei a try today. 
Hi there, folks. It's Jonathan Denwood here, and I want to tell you about one of our great sponsors, and that's Zolo.com. If you've got a WordPress website, a membership website, and you're looking to link it with a great financial management package, Zolo can provide this solution. So all your bookkeeping needs are done through Zolo. If you need new inbox email functionality and you don't want to pay the high charges that Google will charge you, Zolo offers a great email inbox platform they've got over 50 apps and services that all integrate fantastic with wordpress at great value levels and they almost always offer a fully functioning free product as well so it's just amazing value also if you're a wordpress developer or agency owner zolo are looking for great partnerships in the wordpress space to get all this information, all you have to do, folks, is just go over to Zolo.com and they have the products that you're looking for. Thank you so much, Zolo, for supporting WP Tonic and the Machine Membership Shows. It's much appreciated. We're coming back, folks. Also, just want to point out that we've got a fantastic curated list of the best WordPress plugins. So if you're building a website for a client and you're looking for a specific um, niche or need, instead of having to trawl the internet and all the crappy articles, you can find a great curated list and you can find all this by going over to wp-tonic.com slash deals, wp-tonic slash um, wp-tonic.com slash part deals and also you'll find some great special offers from our major sponsors what more could you ask for i suppose quite a lot but that's all you're going to get from that particular page so let's go into the great interview um so jason you know i it was fantastic news to hear that you and your team and your wife were joining the, the lifter lms um crew um, so what were some of the opportunities and what attracted you to become part of the Lifter LMS crew? I think there's a couple of primary things. So one is I've been on the lookout for like a second business to get into, like not just in the WordPress space. I was looking at like IRL real life businesses like starting a float tank franchise or, um, you know, opening car washes or something or, you know, other technology businesses, things we're talking with our friends. And that was kind of motivated by like my goal with the paid memberships row business right now is to step back and level up my team so they can take care of more of the day to day. And I'm like, ideally, I'd be coming in once a week to be like, how's everything going? And I can help out with this and, and work on the business instead of in the business. And so in my mind, like, I, I wanted to use it as a force, force function. So it's like, hey, if I have a second business, I, I have to. Like, you know, like, of course, I can always be useful actually developing or writing content or doing things in the business. But like, if I, so I was, I was looking for like a second business to kind of force me to do that. Um, and I forget like where I read about it, but I think when that happens, you, you get like, I'm, I'm married to the paid memberships pro business. It was my first business girlfriend in a sense. 
Um, and so it's like decisions are really tough and feel super personal. And I think if you get, you know, so I, anyway, I wanted that experience. And then the opportunity came up with Chris, like Chris and I, Chris Badgett at Lifter. We've been friendly. We share notes and talk shop about business. And so when kind of the opportunity arose, I was like, oh, I mean, that, that would be perfect. Like I understand your business and how it works. And it's very similar to this one. And um, it would be an opportunity to work with Chris. And, um, and like specifically, like another part of that is like, I think it's rare. I'm, I'm finding that like these good business operators like Kim, like I, I'm maybe one, but really Kim carries the team on Paymasters Pro and Chris carries it at Lifter. Like they're, they're, it's hard to find these folks. And so from the outside, I suspected, I was like, looks like Chris like is, would be a good guy to work with and kind of like get stuff done on the business level. And like, it'd be good to like work closer with him. And now that I'm in the business, I mean, it's definitely like, that's definitely the case, you know, like it's, it's proven itself. So those were like the, the two main things really was kind of, get a second business because it would force me to kind of, you know, push myself towards the, like how I want to interact, you know, with the businesses and an opportunity to work closer with Chris and, you know, some interesting product challenges then. So um, I totally understand what your attraction in working with Chris, um, but what, was there also something that really in business terms attracted you to the, learning management system space to membership, you know, obviously yeah. because of your your original company, you know a lot about membership. Um, yeah. Um, so I could see the synergy being very attractive yeah. to you. Yeah, definitely. I think uh, like a few years ago, we added these surveys on the Paid Memberships Pro site, like what are you using your website for or what's your use case? And um, we knew a lot of people were building courses with Paid Memberships Pro and integrating with Lifter and LearnDash and the other LMS plugins. Or we had a, we have a lightweight courses add-on that just basically builds like a CPT. So you have courses and lessons. And and we it was always meant like, um, it's like, hey, just like charge for access to a PDF or charge for access to a post. Or if you want a little bit of structure, this is good. But an LMS is like a whole ass plugin. Are we allowed to curse a little bit? <laughs> it's like, I, used to always tell me, I was like, I was like, that's as a whole ass business. As Kurt would tell you, I, I can curse, uh, but uh, okay. <laughs> I, I just have periods. I think for the for, yeah. well, an extended period, Kurt, my swearing has died down, hasn't okay. it? Okay. It's died down quite a bit. Yes, Dave, but I have moments right. where it, it's a filthy stream, Jason. Yeah. But pe- people would say like, hey, you should build your own LMS. And I'm like, that's a whole ass business. You know what I mean? Like people say, yeah, just do this in a weekend. And you're like, you know, um, so so we we got that feedback from the survey on our site that it's <clears> something like, half of our customers like either are directly focused on courses or also want to offer courses alongside their membership. And so we're like, this is a big thing and we need to, you know, um, there's a lot of pressure. I, I keep like, hey, use these other plugins and partnering with the plugins is difficult from from the outside because uh, stuff like, you know, Lifter is, our, our plugins work together, but they also compete. So it's kind of like, they're also a membership plugin. We're also a membership plugin. And, and so that's the case with every other LMS right now. So it's hard, like the business incentives to get the software to work together well and get it to both companies to maintain it and agree on the terms and like who gets the money and like that stuff's complicated. So there was some of that, like in our minds for Paymasters Pro is like, I think we need to build out our course offering more, but I'd rather not. And then it's kind of, so that was like the great, like, oh, LMS, Lifter, LMS, like, okay, now because there's a financial, st- we have we have a stake in Lifter, 
you know, it's like, oh, we and we can manage the relationship more closely. Like, let, let's try to make it so our membership plugin works really tightly with Lyftair, and then you know, it works for both users and both businesses. So there's definitely some of that. Yeah. Right over to you, Kurt. Hey, Jason. It's cool to see you on this hey. call. Um, <laughs> yeah. You know, I, I'm privy to some of the stuff in the background and some of the really cool changes and influence that you and Kim have had on the company. You know, our daily meetings, uh, some of the scrum stuff that we do, the, you know, um, some of the ideologies that you brought to the team and how the team's expanded. Um, but a lot of folks listening just don't know, like they don't know what's going on. Right. So um, what are some of the main things uh, that you'd like to see improve with Lifter LMS? And I'd like to add to that question, like, like back end and front end, like things that people don't Mm. see and things that people do see. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, yeah, no, I think about that, like definitely I think Lifter is the best LMS option for WordPress. Um, And just like PayMarsh's pro, it, it the free version is like you know off the charts good and better than the the premium offerings. So I, I think that was from like kind of a marketing and positioning standpoint it was like hey let's lean into free and it's kind of ridiculous. Like if you use paid memberships pro for your membership and Lifter for your courses, you know they're both free and you know it's it's kind of it's a crazy amount of value. Like there really isn't um, other plugins on the market that give you that much value. You know out of the box off the .org repository, and so I think it's like leaning into that. It's like not not like kind of. Um, I'm doing that because we have to or because I kind of want to, but I'd rather people pay. It's like, no, no, like let's be the best free offering and like really push that and get exposure for that. Um, you know, so in in practice, then there's like a, a lot of little things we're doing um, from, from the UI perspective, like you talked about, like I think uh, Lifter, the software needs like a, an accessibility pass on the front end and the back end of WordPress. We recently had an update in Paid Memberships Pro where we took a lot of the learning we got back from an accessibility audit that we did. Um, um, Alex Stein and Amber um, heard, I think, and uh, I forget the name of the um, we put in the show notes. I forget the name of their show that we went on and got like a really good accessibility audit. But we want to take those learnings and apply them to Lifter so that you know to bring it up to date um, accessibility wise. Um, what they were doing too, like the, on, on the platform level, is like to make Lifter easier to use in a modular way. So I think. Like in reality, like Lifter's too good because it's like an end-to-end solution. <laughs> it's like we have the membership and you know the the e-commerce and we have access and we have courses and we have this other features on top. And I think that's really good for the Lifter user who's buying into all of it. But I think the average kind of WordPress site owner is like, I like using WooCommerce. I like using paid memberships pro. I like using this feature for directories. I like using this feature for, you know, um, <clears throat> For community platform conversations on my site, and I think because Lifter does it does it all, it's harder to use it in a modular way. So, like the first step of that is what we launched with like PM Pro 2.12 that just went out, and some updates along the Lifter side to enable it. Where if you activate Lifter while you're a paid memberships Pro user and you activate Lifter, it actually hides a lot of the functionality of Lifter. And assumes like, oh, you're comfortable using Paid Memberships Pro to handle these pieces. And there's an option in the wizard, so you can opt out and get all the features if you want. But so I think we're going to figure out that model of PM Pro and Lifter and see how that works, and then try to apply that. Like, how can we give the full service because the customer really a lot of customers want the end-to-end solution, and it's easier for us to just manage things ourselves. But it's like, how can we make it also modular so that you could fit you know Lifter in to an existing site without like shaking things up, you know? Ah, sweet. Jonathan, over to you. 
Yeah, I've just got a quick follow-through question because I think yeah. you touched on something that's really tricky but really, really important, not only for your own business, Jason, but for the future mm-hmm. of WordPress, really. Um, because it's really tricky what you've just outlined because yeah. you could go, and I'm not having a go at anybody because it, everybody has to choose their own business road. So I totally mm. understand it. You could want to go down the road with Lift LMS and develop what I call a WordPress wall garden. And what I mean by that, Jason, is something like Fry Themes or Access mm. Alley, um, where... I totally understand why the founders and the owners went down that path. Um, But also I think the consequences of going down that path is that you end up with the worst of WordPress and the worst of SaaS combined. Um, But on the other hand, um, I think personally with Lifter, with a, a plug-in light lifter, trying to provide more of an environment that some of the leading SaaS providers around landing pages, marketing automation is important. But in the same breath, avoid a, a wall garden environment. Um mm-hmm. Do you think there's anything to what I've just said? And, it, and have you been thinking about this yourself? Yeah, totally. Um, There's, I think the incentives in how like the WordPress community and the marketplace work push companies and users in that direction. And I I feel like I'm fighting against it because I really, you know, at the top of the show, I said I like helping people get paid and I focus on like, how am I going to make the best software first? And then like, hey, if we have really good software, we can build any kind of business we want on top of it. Um. But the business incentives are outweighing like the open source incentives a lot of the times for these relationships. So, for example, like the way Lifter and Paid Memberships Pro integrate now, I'm saying like this is a great thing. But in reality, Lifter charges a premium add-on to to charge for access. If you want to use WooCon or Stripe or PayPal to charge for access to things, you know, you pay Lifter, you know, a couple hundred bucks. But now you just use Paid Memberships Pro for free. And we, we had the same issue with like our the Pay Memberships Pro WooCommerce add-on has like 10,000 users. I really reluctantly built that, but a bunch of years ago, it was like, all right, the customers want this, let's build it. And some percentage of those customers are doing like really um, clever things with the WooCommerce site where they're like, I want a membership and a store next to each other and I have discounts for members and I'm, I'm kind of using it. But a lot of people are just using it because now I don't have to pay $200 a year for the members plugin and $200 a year for the subscriptions plugin. I can use paid memberships pro for free. So it's kind of like when the business or like the software is like, Hey, here's some free software that this other company is charging for. You know, like our relationship with WooCommerce is like falling apart around that plug. Like they're not going to support it. Like, why should they? They're like, this is, this costs us money. I don't care. And it's like, okay, like it's our common users, but it's 10,000 users versus 6 million WooCommerce users. And if they're not on WPay or whatever, like, so I think these little sites are kind of like, they're getting left out, you know? And, um, and, and, and again, like you said, you're like, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not saying it's wrong. Like the businesses to choose different models because it is just like, mm. like the business has to do what it thinks is best. And, and what they, you know, it's just the incentives are in place there. There's no force in the, 
in the you know the WordPress well, community you, to I'm say this is what we expect and get companies in line, you know, from the top down. But I mean, yes. whether they want to or not, it, it, the TBD, I guess, is that result in worse software and worse, worse experiences for users. It definitely fragments things and creates those walled gardens where, like, are you using this platform or this platform and, you know, within WordPress? Sorry, go ahead. Yeah, sorry about that. I mean, it's just that I don't understand why um, somebody like Five Frames went with a walled garden solution. It was also, also linked to having uh, a page builder available and they want you to promote that. I totally understand it. And I understand yeah. um, because you you ha- you get more control, you get a unified interface, you cut down on support, um, but you end up with a SaaS in WordPress, basically, yeah. um, because then depending how you handle it, you exclude the ability of other leading plugins to plug into your wall garden. And there's different ways of handling that. So it is tricky, isn't it? Um, Because if you don't go down the wall, you know, that's one of the things that I admire about Chris and Nifter LMS, because in some ways it offered a lot of functionality and it offered a lot of inbuilt, but it never went down the full wall garden route, to my mind. He uh, still um, developed relationships and enabled other leading plugins to um, yeah. log in um, to latch into the Lifter ecosystem, if that's making sense. Would you agree yeah, with what yeah. I've just outlined? Yeah, totally. Um, and... It's little things like making sure we code things the WordPress way so it's easy to find the filter and then supporting. And when definitely when another product company says or we find out a plugin doesn't work, like I know on the Lifter side and the Paymasters Pro side, like our support teams take responsibility. It's like if if you're using our software and something doesn't work, I'm not going to tell you to go to the host or go to the other product unless we often share like it might be faster to ask them. But in reality, like like I said, like the, like they're not necessarily incentivized to fix it. They're like, you should just use our thing, you know? <laughs> and it's like, and so, so we like, we don't like what our users want. Like we'll build the compatibility, you know, files and tweak our code to make it work as much. It's hard. Um, there's like a, for the longest time, like, I don't know, there's like a story in this famously on the Paymasters Pro team. Everyone asked us to build our own login page. And this is a little bit like the problem with WordPress a little bit. So everyone's like, you should build a login page. And like, WordPress has a login page. You're good. I want it on the front end. There's a really good plugin called Theme My Login. It would just put your login on the front end. It worked great. Like just use the plugin. I don't want to install extra plugins. I'm like, that's a whole ass plugin. Like that guy, every time there's a login update, he fixes it. It's a good plugin, right? So just use it. Um, we had like negative reviews that are like, is this really a membership pl- soft, uh, plugin that doesn't even have a login page? And it's like, I'm hitting my head and like eventually... I gave in. I was like, all right, let's do it. Let's build a login page. So now we build our own version of the login page. We try to make it like the default WordPress page, but on the front end, um, it has all this extra logic. So like if you're using WooCommerce login or Lifter login or GoDaddy inserts some code in WP Engine and Jetpack wants you to auto login with your WordPress.com account. So it's all this developer time to rebuild a login page that works with everything. And it still fails. And when it fails, we get blamed. And it's really like, oh, like your host is inserting something into an MU plugin. That's why it broke. 
but because it's our login page now we're like it's it's a big headache but like the incentives are there that like we have to do this we have to own this because everyone wants it and now every plugin like probably like i don't know what it is like a quarter of the plugins with more than 100,000 installs like have a login page and it's like for the, like and it's like it should this should be in wordpress core potentially in a way and everyone should use it and the user should be educated but there's a lot of developer time kind of wasted everyone building their own version of this stuff um because either they want more control over it so they can support it they want it to work a certain way or they they want to make money like we don't charge for our login pages but there's other stuff like that where it's like, oh, I know there's another version, but if I build it, I can charge for it. You know, like, um, so that stuff's going on in the WordPress, and it just it's a lot of extra work on top of some other you know things in the WordPress space that are causing extra work. Like every time we build a feature, we have to, it has to work as a short code and a widget and a block and an Elementor panel, and so it's like all like the developers are swamped with this extra work to make sure everything works every way that the customers expect it. Um, and I think it's working out okay, but it like, it definitely makes it harder for younger developers to get in because, you know, and, um, younger products to get in, I think. And it, mm. it might be like a kind of tech debt weight that eventually like, you know, starts to weigh the, you know, the platform down and it makes, you know. Yeah, I just got a quick comment because this has been, um, my, my secondary question and I'm going to let Kirk answer the yeah. next question. Um, the only way I can see this, Really, that one of the possible solutions um, is that the leading WordPress premier plugin providers really choose to have uh, their own association and have uh, a guidance around API access and work together in building so this duplication. So um, they agree. Um, obviously, you're all in competition, and that mm-hmm. competition overlaps either very directly or um, to some level. But you have to agree that it's, it's the best for everybody, that there's a, an association, and it has guidance about the quality of the coding and the API. I know you're, it's probably pie in the sky, but I, I actually yeah. think that would benefit a lot of people um, financially and in a lot of time that's wasted. But it would also mean that you're not um, excluding any new players. It's just a social, you know, you, you get a blue tick and people know it meets certain security and coding standards. And it also uh, has the benefit of having some um, agreed level of API and access. Is this making any sense, or do you think I'm just talking a load of crap there? You can't say that you're talking crap. No, no, no. I think it's, 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 I think it makes a lot of sense. And, uh, there's been some efforts and some we thought about for sure, but it's, it's like an, because of the incentives in place and because the, the main business that owns the platform that yeah. our plugins are hosted on isn't on board. Like, well, they never the, will, but they never will. Yeah, be. They never will be. It's no. so like, I mean, one of my pet peeves like now is like the, the stats, um, you know, that got taken off.org and it, we used to not even get the activation stats. We would guess them based on the chart of growth, and that was like our hack. But like, it feels like table stakes. I think other soft like platforms that like people are using your plugin, we have the stats, and Matt Mullenweg shouldn't be the only person with access to those stats. Like, 
for example, like, like I said, our goal is to make the best software and we would measure that by active installs, but I actually can't get that count accurately. And so I, I can't, I can't even make those decisions that would cost me money at the expense of, like I would get installs, but cost me money, which is like, why would you expect other businesses to do that? But you can't even do that because you can't get accurate stats. So it's like, that's just like one little thing, all these things on top of each other. It's like an uphill battle to get the, it's real money. Like, I think when you start going down that path and you get any three plugin companies, like here's what we can agree on. Cool. We're all going to use the same login page. Great. I'll take the code out. But then the customer's like, why'd you take your login? I don't like it. Like they'll be upset. And then, mm. and then there's these other things we don't agree on where it's like, well, I'm not willing to give up, you know, whatever my gateway access, because mm. that's how we make money. You know, like we chart, like a lot of plugins give you some for free and then chart. It makes sense. Business sense. If my customers are making money, I make money. And, you're not a SaaS. It's not that easy to take like a percentage of sales. The users don't want it, so you charge for like the gateway integration, and the, it, it's just an it's just yeah, it's I, an, I, I, I it solution. It would it would it would take like top down effort to yeah. like really enforce, you know, and and also like make up, I guess, like in a way, like okay, like the you can't do your business this way, but this is how you should make money on this software and. Uh, I don't even know if it's the best. I think probably the model and it, like I'm having like a um like conflicts and like like personal conflicts around this like how do I think about my business? I think it's like lean in the capitalism and like make the money and let the people get the scraps and that I think that's the model that a lot of these companies have <laughs> and it's kind of like you either go with it or you go against it and and we'll do the best we can to like make sure like like I said, people as many people as possible can use our plugin. Our software is free. Our code's on GitHub for free, and it's modular, so you can choose to use it. Mm-hmm. But can, we're not going to lock it out. We're we're going to do what makes sense to keep things integrated. Um, but I it, I think it'd be really hard to corral all these product companies into like working. Oh, it could uh, if it was done. Yeah, yeah I, I totally see where you're coming from. Maybe, maybe I'm missing something. Maybe. Yeah, maybe smarter people have have the answers, or or it'll like it'll naturally think, happen. I don't know. I think it it's really uh, having a level where you understand there's only so far that concept could go, and it's uh, it, it it would only be recommendations and a certain amount, and you get a kind of blue tick. Use that metaphor. Yeah. Um, and um, there'll be some benefit to it, but on the other hand, you're going to understand if you if people did join that kind of association model, it's only so far it could go because it otherwise it would just end up in a, a bit of a shit show, really, and just waste a lot of people's yeah. time. But yeah. you know, but I think you're totally your insights. Back over to you, Kurt. Yeah. All right. Well, it looks like you guys kind of covered the what are the significant challenges in the WordPress oh, world. Yeah. I, I think I think we had mine, but you need to answer the question <laughs> to, get Jay, to get Jason's. Uh, I think listeners have heard mine, but uh, I think they need to hear Jason's. Kurt. You know, and and it's it's almost like in my mind, there's like a couple of things that are blending together over this question because. Uh, one of the questions earlier was like, what are some of the main things you'd like to see improved in Lyft or LMS for the next couple of years? Yeah. And we were kind of talking like, you know, culture and, and user interface, but we didn't like discuss anything like, like what's like, like, I want to see this. Um, and then you started talking about login pages and crazy stuff. right? <laughs> and, then, um, and then it says, what are some significant challenges that you, that WordPress faces now? Yeah. And we're, we're 
on the cusp of, you know, 6.2 came out, then 6.3 came out and they changed all the, you know, menus for 6.2. And we just released SkyPilot at Lifter LMS, which is a full site mm-hmm. editing theme. And I'm thinking about all this development going on and you had already alluded to whatever you make, you have to, developers have to keep tweaking it to make sure that it keeps working. So could you kind of, I don't know, maybe elaborate on what are some of these significant challenges that you think people in WordPress are facing right now in keeping up with all these changes and things? Yeah, yeah. I mean, like, that is one, like, we you we have to test everything, like editing on the front end, editing on the back end, you know, how to, like I said, short codes, widgets, blocks, edit with Elementor. I I don't know the exact market share of Elementor, but some of the metrics that we get based on like users who opt in is like it's at least a third of WordPress sites potentially. And it's potentially, and then if you look at like um, the classic editor is installed on like a third of WordPress sites, and so you're like, oh, Elementor might actually have more market share than Gutenberg in a sense. Um, and uh, it's just like we have to, you know, make it work and, and do a lot of testing. Um, and I, so it, it, I mean, honestly, we just hire more developers and we maintain it because that's what we have to do to keep the software working. Um, I think like another challenge related to that is like that's, that's, that's been a problem recently and will keep becoming more of a problem is like security. Um, and so there's been like a wave of, uh, you know, security reports for big high profile plugins. Like no one's immune. Like the biggest plugins are, are getting dinged. And we had a security issue in December for Pay Memberships Pro that was, was, Kind of bad. And then there was an update, like that someone used it in a different way. It's even worse. So we already pushed the update out in December, but it's like we had to push up, like, you know, notifications into the platform. Like you actually have to update because people are doing like really bad stuff with this. Um, and I think there are, there are some developers who are like, this is easy, dude. Just like sanitize early, escape late, do what you're supposed to use standards, unit test. Um, and it's like, I guess, like, I think I, I like, I think when whenever a developer says something's easy, it's like a red flag. And I'm like, it's not really that easy. And like, we're all spending our time maintaining our login pages. <laughs> and so, like, we need more time to work on security. Um, and I think, uh, and, and also it's like the way the security issues are like interrelated. So, like, you could, like, it's the, the attack factor. So, a security issue in its own context isn't that big a deal. Like, my favorite one is like, we have to escape the content that comes from translators. So like if a translator accidentally puts in like a closing div in like their translation and we don't escape that, it like breaks your site. Um, but if they accidentally put in like half of a JavaScript and then this other vulnerability is used to put the other half of the JavaScript and then like, so the, the issue isn't like, like us as a plugin company, we can do as much as we can, but it's, it's actually like, it's a bigger issue than just one product. And so I feel we're the, Community Summit is coming up next week before WordCamp US. I, I hope that we can talk about some of these things where the plugins team does a good, and they're revamping their personnel, but they do a good job of like telling you, hey, there's a security issue that the security companies like do a good job of responsible disclosure for the most part. But I feel like it would be good to actually spend some of the foundation money hiring security people to not just notify you of the issue, but actually fix it for you. Like that would be awesome. Like, and here's the fix. And, and like proactively, we're going to get everyone else to, to do this and, and train people, um, you know, how to write more secure code. Um, and, and kind of be more involved because it, it is like, I mean, for, we should be responsible for the code we put out and it really is on us, but it showed like the biggest companies, WooCommerce, um, you know, like list them ourselves, you know, but like, oh, like these security issues get out. And it's kind of like if the companies with the most money and the most developers are having, you know what I mean? Like there's, there's something else going on. So 
Um, I'd like to see like more foundation support around security issues on the plugin side. So there's a lot of security focus on the core plugin for sure. And it's like, hey, like help us on the plugin side. Well, you're, you're so just right. me, I mean, like the smaller plugins too, like I'm worried about. They don't have someone who can go in and, and fix it. Yeah, go You're so right to point that out. And thank you for, because um, it was something that was really u- utilized to attack utilizing WordPress a while ago, wasn't it? You know, it's not, it's open source, it's not secure. And I think in a lot of IT departments and a lot of things that died down to a certain degree, I think it's still prevalent to some extent, um, but it died down. But if this continues, that ugly dragon will reappear quite rapidly so and really the wordpress community really want to make sure that doesn't happen does it mm. would you agree on it yeah yeah i'm like if it's it hurts everyone if if we get like this black mark um and it, and it it literally hurts everyone like we when there's a when there's a hack at a host like the the product companies like deal with it when there's a hack and a plugin, then the hosts deal with it. Like what, you know what I mean? Like we, for, we, I mean, we, we have these wall gardens, but we're all kind of using each other's stuff. And so we want, you know, you can't just say, don't use that plugin or, you know, use these like, it, and I mean, with, with like the advent of like AI and AI enhanced security research, like it's, it's, it's already in use and it's just going to make it e- like more of these vulnerabilities are going to be found and they're more subtle and 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 stuff like that and it, it's not on the list of all the things we said like if you were i just remember when i started it was like oh edit the php file and i did something and i put it in a plugin and i can sell it sell access one person i mean i always had kim but literally like lots of cases of one person building something on wordpress that's really useful so like now they have to know php and javascript and all the frameworks and they have to build it for all the different use cases and like the security is not as obvious as some people think, and there's these subtle attack factors, and it's and spam. It's kind of like when you when you put a site online, you know, like you plug your PC into the internet, and it's like if you don't have antivirus and it's a PC, like you're hacked within ten minutes. It's the same thing with a WordPress site. Like if you don't have a firewall and you know, um, you know, all these spam preventive measures, like people start testing credit cards on your checkout form, and it's overwhelming for the single, like we, like, I'd like to see the community build the infrastructure and man it, you know, like add human power to it to, to really help out, you know, different plugins so we can just opt into it and, and be taken care of a little bit. Yeah. I think they were great points. Thanks for that, Jason. We're going to go for our middle break folks. It's been a fascinating discussion. We've got some great questions. When we come back, we will be back in a few moments, folks. Hey, it's Spence from LaunchFlows.com. If you've been looking for a fast and easy way to create powerful sales funnels on WordPress, then look no further than LaunchFlows. In just minutes, you can easily create instant registration, upsells, downsells, order bumps, one-click checkouts, one-time offers, custom thank you pages, and best of all, no coding is required. For as little as $50 per year, you can own and control your entire sales funnel machine with LaunchFlows. Get your copy today. This podcast episode is brought to you by Lifter LMS, the leading learning management system solution for WordPress. If you or your client are creating any kind of online course, training-based membership website, or any type of e-learning project, Lifter LMS is the most secure, stable, well-supported solution on the market. Go to lifterlms.com 
and save 20% at checkout with coupon code PODCAST20. That's PODCAST20. Enjoy the rest of your show. We're coming back, folks, before we continue with this great interview. I just want to point out, if you're looking for a great WordPress hosting partner and a support, and just a partner in general, and you're building a membership website or community website on WordPress for a client, why don't you look at becoming a partner with WP Tonic? We've got over 15 years experience. We specialize in membership and community websites. So if you've got a build out and you're looking for a great hosting provider, but much, much more. Somebody that will consult and help you if you need help in the build-out. Um, we offer a lot of value, and you can find out more about becoming a WordPress um, a WP Tonic partner by going over to wp-tonic.com slash partners, wp-tonic-tonic dot com slash partners and sign up and we can have a zoom and we can see how we can really help you in building out your client websites so on we go um <laughs> uh, yeah, thank you for that, yeah. Jason. I'm sold. I would be sold when I was actively developing to have somebody that could help you. Uh, my God, uh, but we offer. Yeah, it's just a great package. Um, so um, you need to sign up, Jason. No, uh, right. <laughs> I'm going to say um, I consider Jason's. Um, when he was, you know, I don't know how much actively you're developing because obviously you've got so many things to do. Um, but I, there was about half a dozen, your ego's going to run, your head's going to explode with this, Jason. There's a, there was about um, six, half a dozen developers that I really followed and really, and when I was actively developing, I kind of followed your stuff. And you were one of them. I put you in with like Pippin Williamson and a couple of the other yeah. um, people um, as a as a developer, as a WordPress kind of guru. Um, so um, the, I always thought you were in the top echelon of WordPress developers. So that's enough. So that's yeah. enough for your ego because you'd get too big otherwise. <laughs> uh, um, so. Uh, um, on to the next question before I really embarrass myself. Um, what are um, what have been a couple decisions that you've had to make with Paid Membership Pro over the years that have kept you up at night? You know, a couple of decisions you had to make with your wife or some leading people and you just didn't know. And how did you make that decision? Anything comes to mind, a couple of decisions that you had to make that you just didn't know it was the right thing and you just had to make the best decision. And how did you make that decision? Just give some quick, if you're prepared to give some insight. Yeah, yeah. I guess you added like that, kept you up at night thing. Um, and and maybe I had some prepared, but maybe it makes me want to like change my. No, okay, because I, I, I did that. I'm a terrible host, and I just had no, that. No, I I mean I'm I'm kind of like I don't look backwards too much. I've got to um, keep you on your toes, Jason, because otherwise yeah. I've had yeah. I've had some guests fall asleep on the show. <laughs> That's we should clip that. That'd be good. Uh, use that in your marketing. 
Um, <laughs> but um, I mean, so there's been some big decisions that definitely like impacted the direction of the company. I mean, one I'll glance over because maybe it's more of the same of the is is like like we decided to have a free option and lean for paid memberships pro and mm-hmm. and lean into it and, and do it that way. At the time, like wishlist member and some others were like premium membership plugins, and it was like, let's make the best membership plugin, you know, for free in the org repository. And in some ways, like like, you know, there's the psychology of that is people are like, there's so many posts. It's like, if you need, like, if you can pay, if you can afford, like, buy this other membership plugin, if you can, like, Paymers just pros the best. I'm like, no, it's actually just the best. Like, it's better than the paid options. It just happens to be free. Like, and, and that, like, that message is hard to get across. Like, people will like a $100 bottle of wine better than the $10 bottle of wine. It's just human psychology. So we have to combat that. But I think on the flip side, we get the market share from having the free option and, and being at the top of the .org repository. And, and we're hitting our goal of getting the software you know, to as many people as possible. Um, like some, some other decisions that I think might be useful for people starting out to market products. If you want to sign up for building four different versions of your widgets and you know, learning JavaScript and PHP and whatever comes next. Um, sorry, I kicked my camera. Um, so some decisions we made like was like to launch early and often. So I feel I see a lot of uh, folks who have a product and it's getting some traction and they're like, I want to make money from it, but I, I feel like I have to build a new version or like I have to separate like the free version and the premium version. I have to build some extensions. I have to build something new before I can ask for money. And early on, like we... We had the full plugin was free in the .org repo, and we just put like, hey, if you buy it from our website, here's the price, and you get access to us and premium support, and we had a do-it-for-me plan to install it for them, and we still did consulting, so it led into consulting, and we made really good money. Like I went to like you know other people with products, and they're like, we want to make money. It's like it's like you could just copy our formula. I think we still have a post on the Paid Memberships Pro blog that's like steal our business model or something like that, and it's. Don't change the code at all. Just create a page, charge for access, and give people support. And there's tons of free ways to, you know, free scout or just have a BB press form for support or just email me back and forth. And you can like, so you can start early, gain traction, and then, you know, kind of, uh, you think you have to build add-ons, you think you have to build extensions, like get some customers and talk to them first. And you can do that later. And like, I think some people think they launch and it doesn't go well. And they're like, I tried. I guess it's over. It's like, no, like you can launch again. No one will remember. Like put a different price, add a different thing, frame it differently, send a different email um, and launch again. And so I, I see people kind of like get stuck at those points where like they have a product and they don't know how to charge for it. I think you can just try the easy thing of like put up a page and ask for money and you don't have to build anything new. Like you can just support and just install your plugin for people. And you might be surprised if you have a plugin with 10,000 free users that like a certain percentage of them will just be happy to give you money. Um, and then launch again. Um, yeah. And uh, there's also plugins that get stuck at that like $1,000 a month range or something. And I was, and, and they kind of like, this isn't enough to like to um, replace my day job. Um, and we, we kind of were at that point too. It's like, we're making some money, but it doesn't replace their day job. And we had to invest in it and go further and kind of like be patient because it could feel like if you want like $10,000 a month, you're like, that's a good, like low six figure salary that replaced my job. 
you're only at a thousand, you feel like you're 10% of the way there and you have to build up. But in reality, you're, you're like halfway there. Like just selling, like building something at all, like you got your 20% of the way there. Making one sale, like, all right, now you're 50% of the way there. And then getting up to a, a thousand dot, like you have multiple customers renewal, like, all right, you're 90%, you know, you're like, you're, you're over halfway there. So it's, it's kind of now, I don't know, a lot of those businesses maybe can't get to 10,000 for some kind of reason. They didn't find product market fit. It's not good enough. There's not enough customers and you go back to zero. But I think there's a lot of people who kind of bail when they're, they have a little bit of traction, but it's not enough. And all they had to do was like wait a year and lean in. And that's hard to do. You have to invest. You have to like mentally say, I'm going to invest in this in for a year and see what happens, you know? Um, yeah. So that, I think that was some of our mentality early on. And I think it would maybe be useful to other people who are earlier in the journey of like trying to sell products in WordPress. That's great. Over to you, Kurt. Yeah. Um, I almost want to ask as a follow-up to that is like, in your opinion, how do you know the difference between that gaining traction from a business perspective? Because now you've done this, right? So how do you know the difference between gaining traction, not gaining traction versus you're just simply early to market? Like you solved a problem before critical mass realized it was a problem. Yeah, that's a, that's a good question. <laughs> and in some it wasn't ways, a planned almost, question, so now I have to apologize. Yeah, that's good. Yeah, no, I mean... It's like, that is the question. That's like your whole job, I guess, in that year while you're trying to figure it out. And um, in some ways you can't know. So you just have to like take a stab. Like you just have to like really try. Um, and then, I mean, you you, you want to be, I think if you, you want to always be growing. So there has to be some growth. Um, and if you stall out, you have to really kind of like analyze the, the funnel of how people are getting hearing for you. Like, where are they? Where's it breaking down? Talk to customers and try to hear from them. Like, um, I would have bought, you know, but I didn't because of this. Like, sometimes there really is like one thing. So you kind of have to go deep to figure out like, what is, what is that one thing that's stopping the growth of the company right now? And it really is. So if you have a year, it's like every month you're like, what's the one thing? Is it this? Didn't work. All right. Is it this? Didn't work. Is it this? Didn't work. Is it this? And they're like, oh, it was this. It was like, oh, they just were getting caught up at this point. That, that's kind of how it plays out in practice. Um, and it, but it is hard. You could be then you spend a year or two, and it's like, I wasted. Did you waste the time? But you, you, you kind of have to mentally invest in it. And it, if you're always learning, is kind of a good backup. If you're kind of managing, I talk a lot about like going from consulting the products because that's how we did it. There's ways to like be a little secure and like still get contract work. Like so, even if your product didn't work out, you still got like exposure. You still became an expert in something that you can use to sell consulting. Um, yeah, hopefully that helps. Sweet. Thanks for that. Um, so the next question is what have been some of the biggest influences, uh, or personal mentors that are connected to your business and career development? Yeah. Um, I have a couple here. So one is Jose Palomino, who's like a marketing consultant and you can find his stuff at valueprop.com. Um, and he has a book called Value Prop, which is probably like the best book for explaining like the fundamentals of marketing to anyone. Um, and, uh, he's kind of focused on, he has a lot of IRL, real life customers, not necessarily tech companies. And it's like the two million, the 20 million range. So like you wouldn't necessarily be able to hire him probably for the typical WordPress business, but like read his book and read his blog posts. And, and it just honestly is like how we, you know, like we learned because we, he was an early customer of ours and we just build his website and uh, we helped him like lay out his book and, uh, and we build a website for him that he never launched, which was awesome. 
um, that had like a lot of his content. Um, he was he was really bad at taking his own advice. Like I think I've told him that, and I'm saying this publicly. But like he's like he's a really good marketing consultant, and it was kind of like you should just launch early. You should ship, and you should. He's telling other people how to do it. Um, so uh, yeah, but it's we've learned so a lot from him. And I think. It's so much easier to tell other people than to take <laughs> yeah. your own advice, isn't it? He's good at that. <laughs> um, and it's still useful, like to hear from him. Um, and I think that book. So people go like, like he has a book called like Value Prop, which is like if you kind of don't know anything about marketing and business, and you're kind of a tech person, I think you can read that and get like a little mini marketing, you know, MBA type thing. Um, and it definitely like a lot of our decisions, like the decision to go free and how do we distinguish ourselves from the competition and like, you know, a lot of that kind of comes out of like his teachings. Um, another one is, um, like the folks at Basecamp, they had books like on remote work and, um, you know, had, uh, I forget like their first book. We, I, I was a fan of that and a lot of the, like their design philosophies and, um, recently their book shape up is about like how to manage the development process. Mm-hmm. And um, we we incorporated that at Pay Memberships Pro like a few years ago, and now that we're involved in Lifter, like Kurt hears, hears about it to some extent, the Dev Team more, like we're implementing it for Lifter, and it's it's we're getting feedback. At least now it's like a um, you know sample size of two companies I've been involved with implementing Shape Up and helping it to like accelerate like the development team and focus the development team. Um, and so that book Shape Up is really good. We we've adjusted it for WordPress. I know there's other WordPress companies like Saturday Drive at Ninja Forms was using it or is using it and some others. Um, so I hope to produce some more content around like how we use shape up. Cause it is like, it's a little different if you don't have as many people as, as Basecamp does. And a little bit like to open source, they're like, you just ship it. And then if it, you can change it and bring it back and you're like, Oh no, you can't do that in open source. Like once you ship it, it's on someone's website forever. And like, they're not going to upgrade necessarily. So, um, but there's a couple of like, key uh, like lessons from the shape up, like in particular that work out. Like so, one is like how to consciously plan the stuff that our dev team is doing. Like it's tactically how to do that. Like how to decide, like bet, bring your team together, come up with ideas, pitch, and bet. Like this is what the business should be focused on for the next three months. And then it has like a systematic way to stop working on projects that are going over estimates. So this is like huge in development. You're always like that'll take two weeks. And it really takes six weeks and then it's still not done. And then it takes six months and like fast forward a year and you spend a whole year building this thing. And like, it's like, should we really still be building this? So like with shape up, you have a cycle, Mm -hmm. you get to the end, it's like pencils down, like you can't work on it anymore and you have to pitch it for the next cycle. And it gives like the management and everyone an opportunity to come in and like, do we, do we still want to do this? Like we thought it would take three weeks. It's really going to take. Six, like, do we still, do we want, do we want to, do we have the appetite to take six weeks on it? And based on what we learned in the three weeks already. And, and so I like that cadence of development of like, stop and you're forgiven. Like, it's okay. You didn't finish, you know, and you know, you can launch it later kind of a thing. Um, yeah. So, I mean, the Basecamp guys in general, we've been following them and like learning from them because they have like a, you know, internet software company. Um, but shape up in, in particular has been really useful, uh, for us as a development, you know, building products. Cool. Jonathan, your favorite question that goes to you. Yeah. <laughs> um, so uh, obviously I'm from the UK. I live in America, Jason. Um, I'm a joint citizen there. Um, um, so I used to watch a lot of Doctor Who and the TARDIS. Uh, um, so if you had your own time machine and you could go back at the beginning of your WordPress journey um, and you could give yourself some advice to yourself, what would you say to your your younger version about 
a couple insights that you wish you knew at the beginning. Yeah, yeah. Um, it's really funny. Like, is this your favorite question? Was like, I, I don't like this kind of question. I'm like, uh, I, I'm, I'm like well, a nerdy. I'm grand. the torturer. I'm the interviewer. Right. The torturer. I mean, I, I'll, I'll answer something, but like, uh, but yeah, it is like. I don't like like the, the what ifs and counterfactuals. I also imagine like 41 year old Jason going back to talk to like 25 year old yeah. Jason. And I don't think he would listen. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> no, 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 it's I, wouldn't even, I wouldn't even listen to myself because I'm a totally different. Well, I hope I'm a, it's a yeah. bit of a shame if you're not a different person, yeah. isn't it? You know? Yeah. Yeah. It's true. Yeah. So it's like, Anyway, not to like blow up your premise, but I'm like, uh, I feel I feel really lucky. So I'm like, well, I don't I know I that I talk a load of shit most of the time. So don't worry about it, Jason. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, I feel, I feel, I feel like I'm I'm really lucky, and I don't necessarily know like the right answers. I could just explain like what happened to me, um, and I don't know that like young Jason would listen to the ghost of future Jason. Um, although I do that exercise where I, I do the inverse, where it's like, what would eighty year old Jason like? I imagine what would eighty year old Jason say? Go that way then. What would the eighty year old Jason tell you? Forty one. How old? You look very young for your age, Jason. So. Um, yeah, um, what, yeah. what would your eight-year-old say to you, Dad? I mean, yeah, what what would he? He would, uh, you know, like, would, how would he feel about me, like, working so much? He would, definitely, like, and I try to, like, spend more time with my family. I realize, like, that my kids are 11 and 14, and they're they're going to move out or have their own lives eventually. And so it's, like, this time is, like, really precious. Uh, so the focus on that. Um, you know, try to make an impact. It is like, don't like, is making more money actually going to change things or is it kind of like trying to like, you know, help more people, um, you know, things like that. It helps me, you know, I think focus on like when I'm making big decisions. Um, one thing I would tell my past self potential or I would try is like, and this is like the theme is like, do I have a big head? But I would tell myself that like Kim and I are like exceptional. Like, I, I don't think we understood that early on. Like, so I would try to give myself a big head um, and not just to like make me feel better, but I feel like it, it might've helped. Like, like I, th- I think there's some sense when different things were going on that like there's other smarter, better, you know, well-funded equipped people who are going to tackle this same problem and, and, you know, like someone else will come do this, you know, like we just talked about these problems in WordPress and it's like, I, it's like, I was like, I even said like, maybe some smarter person knows the answer. And they're like, I was like, maybe not like, like we, maybe we're the right people to like fix it. And we just have to try a little harder or figure out if it's the right way. So I, I feel like getting some of that message, like, Hey, like you guys are exceptional and you know, like, like just believe it because like, and I think we we've done well, but we might have pushed a little harder. We might have been a little more focused. We might have done some things slightly differently, like knowing like, oh, we're actually the only people doing this. And I think I I learned this a little bit. So it's not too long ago, in like 2000, 2017 and Hurricane Maria hit Puerto Rico. And um she, I I have, I have family there. So like I I got involved. And actually, a lot of WordPress people, I put like a GoFundMe page and a lot of people in the WordPress community like donated and I appreciate that. And I do that now. Like I realize like in, in Maui stuff's going on. I'm, I'll try to get, I'm a little emotional. Okay. Like when stuff goes on in the world, like I donate like mindlessly to those GoFundMes. Like, I mean, you want to check, like, do you really know this person? But like, I realized the power of like people send me money instead of the Red Cross and I used it in a way that like the Red Cross couldn't. Like we, you know what I mean? I got it to people who wouldn't have gotten help otherwise. And and I it was like, 
like something I like I, I took off work and I was like um it's like one of the, I mean I was I was doing all kinds of stuff but I was like I was calling around to like hardware stores in Florida to find like gas pump nozzles because we were if we could bring two gas pump nozzles to the airport in Agodia they would like let us land the plane we we we, we, we um, chartered a private jet and uh, luckily like my my dad's cousin like can fly planes and it's funny like he took like a little jet it took like. 12 hours to get from Florida to Puerto Rico. Like that's like a one hour flight on a big jet, but this little chartered plane like loaded down with cargo took forever. Um, but it was like, Hey, can we land our plane? Like I know Pitbull and you know, Mark Anthony have planes coming in, but we want to land our plane and get, get goods and supplies and money and, and thanks to the people that we know that were like needed it on like the Western side of the Island. So in my mind, I was like, why is like Jason Coleman an internet developer in Reading, Pennsylvania, like organizing like a relief effort, like across the water in Puerto Rico. And I was like, it kind of hit me that like, whenever you see like a, a natural disaster like that, like <clears throat> there's definitely a lot of people who like emergency personnel, it's their job to go in and do it. And like the governments are helping and big charities are helping and like all that's happening. And th those are really good folks who are doing good work too. But I was like, man, there's, there's for every one of those, there's like 10 random people who are getting involved. And so it was like, I don't know, like, so that experience, I took that, like the business, I was like, oh, like, like, that's weird. Like, it's, I never thought of that, that like, there's individual people are having like an influence, like in, in a small way. So I'm like, I take that to my, I mean, that's like a weird story, but I take, I take that to business. It's like, oh, like you, you build this software that tens of thousands, hundreds of thousands of sites are using and they make money from it. And they're, you know, it's having an impact on the world. So we're like, we try to take it seriously. Um, and it, and I I didn't realize that in 2012 when I was just building a plugin and trying to get people to you know pay for it I was like oh like this actually is important work and and feel good about it you know yeah it's all kind of linked really Jason isn't it you know yeah. um, for you to be able to organise something to help others which is um, you know I've I've I don't talk about it but I've I'm not going to talk about it too much, but I've been very supportive of the Ukrainian people and their struggle um, financially and through other of my actions because I am totally committed to their struggle, um, utterly. Um, and um, I do the best I can and um, I'm just totally committed to it. Uh, um, so... You just have to find your poison, don't you? But thank, thanks for that insight, Jason. It was yeah. fantastic. So, Jason, what is the best way, the best way, Jason, for people to yeah. find out more about your madness and your scheme yeah. and what you're up to, Jason, you yeah, and your yeah. beloved wife? Nice. Uh, you can still find me at on Twitter, Jason underscore, underscore Coleman. It's like that platform's up in the air. Uh, but I do post there the most often and like people who DM me there get, get a hold of me. My personal website is therealjasoncoleman.com. So it, it's usually up to date with like links to like where I'm at and what I'm doing. Um, and yeah, check that out and check out, you know, Lifter and Paid Memberships Pro if you're, um, you know, building a LMS or membership site. Like we we're, it is the best software. It is free. And we're like the most helpful people in the world. Kurt's going to help you. So it's like, it's all good. Uh, what more could you ask for? Uh, um, yeah. So Kurt, how can people find out more about you and what you're up to, Kurt? Well, Jason just sent everybody the Lifter LMS for me. But uh, uh, anything yeah. that's Manana Nomas online, you'll be able to find me, Manana Nomas. And I'm the only Kurt Von Annen on LinkedIn. So if you find Kurt Von Annen on LinkedIn, that's me. We should connect and uh, see what we can do for each other. 
Oh, that's great. And folks, if you want to be part of the um, WP Tonic community, why don't you go over to the Membership Machine group on Facebook and join that. It's a great community of WordPress people and people trying to build a membership website. Um, There's a load of good comment and stuff on there, so join us on there. And we've got some fabulous guests coming up in the next months. Hopefully, Jason will come back next year and talk some more. I think it's been a fabulous discussion. And just tell people about the show. We're getting more listeners, more views with the support of Kurt as well, um, building a great audience. We will be back next week with some other great WordPress SaaS insights to build the kind of business that you're dreaming to give the kind of support to your family that they deserve. We will be back soon, folks. Bye. Hey, thanks for listening. We really do appreciate it. Why not visit the Mastermind Facebook group? And also to keep up with the latest news, click wp-tonic.com forward slash newsletter. We'll see you next time.